the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. That means that we can accomplish extraordinary things well beyond our finite imaginations if we look to God and not ourselves or this world system. Listen closely as Pastor Rander gives us irrefutable discernments of the great things God will unleash in and through us when we trust, believe, depend, and obey Him. God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost has everything we need. Have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Then God woke me up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I worked on this message till about 6 o'clock this morning. Then I laid back down for an hour and a half. Then I came here this morning, and I worked on this message some more because I never get through working on a message. You, you know, you said that's a lot. You know why? I want to get it right and I want to cut it straight because your lives are hanging in the balance and I can ill afford to say it wrong. So, so you know what? What's keeping us down is the spirit of sleep. You got to know how to get up and stop hitting the snooze button. Leave the snooze alone. I don't even know what my snooze button is. Uh, you know what keeps you down? Laziness. You know what keeps you down? Another way to keep you from running and from God doing those things that are abundantly above all you can ask or think is your inability to follow through. Everything you start, you, you, you end up stopping. You're stopping your education. You leave that room still unpainted. The garage is still not done. The book is still unread. You understand what I'm saying? Everything, just about everything you start, you find somehow you never follow through. You need to make sure, you know what, whatever I set my heart to do, I'm going to make sure I complete it and I'm not going to be satisfied until it's brought to completion. Uh, what, what, what slows you down? It's addictions, drugs and alcohol and all of these things. Addictions to technology and television. Your attitude weighs you down and keep you from doing those things that are extraordinarily above those things we can ask or think. It is anger that keeps us down. You know, we had a wonderful New Year's Eve service. Didn't we have a wonderful New Year's Eve service? It was fabulous. And you, you ought to see how many people came up here New Year's Eve night not wanting to bring that old baggage into a new year. And I've heard over and over through that long line, that line went from there, I'm not, if you, if you were here, you know, raise your hand if you were here. You can tell them, that line went from way over there to way down there, and folks started confessing. And the theme was anger, bitterness, grudge, rebellion, disobedience. And I heard anger, 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 bitterness, grudge, and it's choking the very life out of you. 
It's rebellion. It's ignorance. What's keeping you from run, running the race is relationships. Some of you need to turn or lose some relationship that's been a drag on your life even up to this point. And you, 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 you're so interwoven into those relationships until you're afraid to cut them loose because of the consequences. Well, you might think you owe them. Listen, you don't owe anybody but God. Nobody should put that kind of stronghold on you. Uh, the spirit of idolatry will keep you from running the race. You worship so many things, and so many things have stolen your affections uh, instead of having affection for God. You know what keeps you from soaring and being all that God has called you to be? It's a divided allegiance. Because of a divided allegiance. You cannot have two masters and expect to achieve greatness in the kingdom. A divided allegiance keeps you from being all that God intends you to be. You have to make up your mind to follow Jesus. Joshua 24, 15. I love it. Matter of fact, I want you to find every one of these verses. I'm almost done. Find every one of these verses. Joshua 24, 15. Okay? Joshua 24, 15. When you find it, say amen. Oh, that's one or two. Okay. Keep turning. Turn, 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 turn. Turn, 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 turn. Joshua 24, 15. If you have it by now, say amen. That's a little bit better. Some of y'all. Okay. That's why we do the books in the morning. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You ought to underline that part. That last part. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You ought to have scriptures in your home. Sad as a house that you can't find a scripture on a wall anywhere. Scriptures comfort me. Everywhere I look, I want to see a scripture because it gets my attention. It keeps my focus straight. You ought to have a scripture at least on every room in the house, in every room in the house, even in the garage if necessary. Every time, everywhere you look, it's all about God. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That means you have to get some of those damnable cable channels out of your set, off your set. You can't serve the Lord watching that stuff. Matthew 6, 24. Matthew 6, 24. Uh, I'm speaking of a divided allegiance. That's why you are still dragging in your walk with the Lord. That's why you are your age and you don't have much to show for your life spiritually. That's why you're at this point in your life and you're not in one ministry. That's why you, that's why you, you, that's why you can't get to Sunday school. Because you're in such a hurry to go home. Huh? That's why you can't come out in the midweek. Of uh, family enrichment to learn the word and be ministered to. Matthew 6.24, no one can serve, what? Two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You say, what is mammon? That's material things. You know what's mammon? And even more so, money. And you want money, the love of money will cause you to leave the church. The love of money will cause you to lose your joy. The love of money will cause you, it will dash the Holy Ghost fire out of your life. There are some folk 
who started off right, but their love for money has caused them to do more, much less for God now than what they used to do because of the pursuit of money. It's all about money. It's just money and money and money and money and money and money. We know you need money, but that is not the object of your focus. Jesus must be the object of your focus. Matter of fact, if you seek first the kingdom, God takes care of the money. And he takes care of the job. As a matter of fact, if you lose a job, he still takes care of you. He takes care of the birds and the lilies. He'll take care of you. You. Here's another scripture. A divided allegiance. And some of you, your mind's divided. And so you are at, you, you just at, you caught between the two. Romans 8, 38, 39. Y'all hanging with me? Romans 8, 38, 39. Romans 8, 38, 39. When you finally say amen. Okay, that's weak. You're getting there. I love the pages turning. If you turn long enough, you'll catch on. Okay? Romans 8, 38 to 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other. Look, created Thing, underline that, created thing shall be able to separate me. Created thing, what's created thing? I got to go, created thing, that's football. That's created thing. You say, what's what's, what's a created thing? That's basketball. What's created thing? That's golf. Created thing, lottery tickets. Huh? Clothes, jewelry. Creative thing, boats, cruise ships, gambling boats, creative things, huh? Creative things. I can go on and on. You say you didn't call mine. I'll stay. I keep, if I can keep you here three hours, I'll call it. <laughs> creative things. I had to hold on that, that one a little bit. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know what keeps you? Why you can't soar and do those things that are exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think is because you're a lead, you have a divided allegiance. As we continue today's message Isn't it exciting and powerful to know what we can accomplish through our Heavenly Father's plan and purpose? Isn't it reassuring to know that we don't have to, nor should we, rely on our human limits and finite mindsets? Because our omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent Heavenly Father gives us all we need to reach unimaginable heights through His limitless power. Keep listening and keep your Bible pen and paper handy. Why is it that you can't soar? Being out of God's will keeps you from rising to your God-given potential. Being out of God's will, you can never be all that God is calling you to be apart from being in whose will? God's will. Not the person's, another person's will for your life. You know, there are a lot of folk tell, come in your life and tell you what you ought to do. But they don't know what you ought to do. They don't really know you. They think they know you. God knows you better than anybody. And he knows the will that he has for your life. 
Being out of the will of God keeps you from rising to your God-given potential. Being in the will of God, let me tell you, how many of you really want to know God's will this year? Let me, let me show you. Being in the will of God involves these things. A, allowing the word of God to order your steps. If you allow the word of God to order your step, God will step you right into his will. Psalms 119, 133a says, direct my steps by your word. God will order your steps right into his will. B, leaning not on your own understanding and acknowledging God in every decision. Leaning what? Not on your own understanding and acknowledging God in every decision. You know why some of you all haven't gotten to where God wants you to be? It's because your understanding, your human wisdom has gotten in the way of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own, own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. If you lean on God, and on his divine guidance and not lean on your own understanding, he will lead you into his will. Huh? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how you can know God's will. See, let me give you a C. Asking God to unfold his plans for your life in his time. Asking God to unfold his plan for your life. Not your mama plan, not your daddy's plan. Not your friend's plan, his plan. Jeremiah 29, 11. I love that verse. I love it. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. Wow, that's big. You, you need to underline that scripture if you're able to underline it. For I know, God knows the plan. He says, I know. Nobody else knows that but God. I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. He said, if you follow me, if you listen to me, if you don't lean on your own understanding, if you allow me to take you where I know you need to go, you will be in his perfect will. And last but not the least, let me read this verse one more time before I close this message. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, what? Abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Let's read that part again. Now to him who is what? Able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. One more time, louder. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. You know what keeps you from executing this verse to the fullest? Unconfessed sins will short circuit the potential and power of God in your life. This is the last point. Don't, don't shut your Bibles up yet because we're going to use the Bible on this last point. Don't, don't, uh -uh, don't, 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 get the, don't get in the shutdown mode. Unconfessed sins will short circuit the potential and power of God in your life. That keeps you weighed down. It will drown you. It will keep you out of the will of God. It will disturb your peace, take your joy, and ruin your life. 
A whole lot of your plans have been altered because of sin, if the truth be told. You didn't listen to God, and so you didn't take God's best, you had to take his second best. Huh? So now, you said, where's the scripture on that? Proverbs 28, 13. Oh, in the name of Jesus, you got to turn here. You got to turn here. You got a finger exercise today. Proverbs 28, 13. Do you have it? If you have it, say amen. Oh, that's pretty strong. He who covers his sins will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. You know why you can't prosper? You know why you still spurting and sliding and slipping, making one step forward and five step backwards? If the truth be told, sin is still dominant in your life. And it hasn't been dealt with to the extent that it should have been. He who covers his sin will not prosper. Samson allowed sin to short circuit the potential and power of God in his life. Turn to Judges chapter 16. This is the last verse. Chapter 16, verses 16 through 21. I want you to read every word with me because I'm going to pause and say a word and we'll be done. Judges chapter 16, verses 16 through 21. And it came to pass when she, who is she? Delilah. Man, I don't know nobody named Delilah. At least not yet. And if you know somebody named Delilah, don't tell me. Okay? And it came to pass when she, Delilah, pestered him, Samson, daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. She nagged him. Wow. 17. And he told her all his heart. This pagan woman. All his heart. And said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. In other words, he was separated for the services and work of God. And, and one, of, one, of, one of the features of a Nazarite vow is that their head is not shaven. Okay? And then look what he tells her. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Let me, let me stop right here. Y'all be careful who you tell your weaknesses to. Oh, God. I underline it for a reason. Some of y'all telling the wrong person your weaknesses. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to exploit it. You better know who you are sharing intimate things about your life to. And you have to be very so careful because that same... You know why, too? You got to be careful. Now, the other part is that you don't tell anybody anything and you choke and you die. You need one or two persons in your life, not 30. That's too many. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Not 30 folk in Maranatha. Everybody in Maranatha is not saved. I love to think they are, but they're not. Everybody in Maranatha is not spiritual. I'm going to tell you something even bigger. Everybody that looks spiritual ain't spiritual. Did y'all get what I'm saying? I'm trying to help somebody here because some of y'all get y'all feelings hurt this year because you let something out that you wish you hadn't let out 
You know why? People don't stay in the permanent mode. Dynamics of relationship change, and when it changes, you know what happened? They open, when they get mad at you, the first thing they do, they tell what they know. That is evil. It is low down, but nonetheless, they do it on a satanic doings. Okay. Now that's a thought on that. Now, okay. So, so he shared his weakness to this woman. Verse eighteen. When Delilah saw. Uh oh, that he had told her all his heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come, y'all, come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money. See, some money was behind this. Always money, 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 money. She did it for money, set him up for money. She, she betrayed him in their hands. Verse 19. Then she, oh, she lulled him to sleep. Rock-a-bye, baby. Wanna treat Stroking his hair. Going to sleep. Night, night, Samson. Night, night. When rock-a-bye, baby. Then she lulled him. Maybe he had a breathing apparatus, apparatus or something, you know. She lured him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. And you know what? Shaving his hair and the man didn't wake up. There's something in that. Oh, God, I'm trying to get through with this thing. It's getting me. You know why I believe he couldn't wake up? I believe the Lord put some sleep medicine on him. <laughs> I believe the Lord just didn't let him wake up because the Lord was permitting what was to happen to him to happen to him. So he couldn't wake up. He got tired of Samson playing with his anointing. So he said, since you keep playing around this game with this woman, uh-huh, when you go to sleep, I'm not going to let you wake up. Y'all hanging with me. The word of God. Is, look, look. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times. And I will shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Oh God, let me stop right there. I underlined it for a reason. It's bad to be singing in the choir and don't know that the Lord has departed from you. Be a deacon or a preacher or a Sunday school teacher, a counselor or in the media or whatever you're doing and I, in the nursery, take care of babies and you're doing it in the name of God and God has stamped Ichabod on your life, which means the glory and the presence of God has departed. No anointing, no power. If God says, I am going to vacate my presence from you, Samson. Whew. I'll shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Verse 21. Then the Philistines took him, put out his eyes. And brought him down to Gaza. 
they bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. You know what happened here? Unconfessed sins short circuit, short circuited the power and potential of God in Samson's, Samson's life. Closing point, and I'm done. Because of sin, Samson lost his hair. Because of sin, it's in the text. Samson lost his strength, his power. Because of sin, Samson lost the presence of God in his life. Because of sin, his eyes were blinded. Because of sin, he lost his freedom and he was a grinder in the prison. He lost his freedom. When are you going to learn from Samson? You need to repent and return to God because if you fail to repent and return to God, sin entangles you. Then it takes you captive and then it destroys you. And the same sin that destroyed Samson, if you don't confess and own up to your sins and call them exactly what they are, name by name, one at a time, your sin will take you under and you'll not be able to say I am living exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. I wonder, are there any Samsons in the house? You've allowed sin to short circuit the potential and power of God in your life. And all God's children said, God does not want, nor did he create us to live limited lives. We should never underestimate our potential or the power of God within us. He gives us everything we need to grow in and through him. As Pastor Rander shared with us today, we grow through the word of God, through prayer, through a teachable spirit, through assembling with other believers to learn sound doctrine, and through difficult circumstances. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.